I'm Ben Clunt. And I'm Stephen Brown. We're two entrepreneurial professionals based in Spokane, Washington. Join us on our journey to make 2019 the most prosperous of our lives. We'll bear all as we strive to improve all aspects of our business and our health and fitness, as well as our relationships personally and professionally. We aim to offer impactful insight into our business and personal lives. We'll share the good, the bad, and the ugly throughout our journey. With the ultimate goal of our business and fitness being in the best shape of our lives at the close of 2019. You are listening to the Ordinary to Extraordinary Podcast. Now we are recording. We are recording. All the naughty things you said we didn't pick up on. Thank God. (laughs) There really wasn't any naughtiness. Well, we are in for a treat today, folks. Big treat. I have an interview in studio, and it's an interview with none other than Ben Clunt. Da-da-da-da! Yeah, we are going to... We, we decided. So funny, don't we? we decided we were going to interview each other, and I'm excited about this because Ben thought it was uh, going to be an interview, like for a job or what we do or whatever. But I've got. I thought we were going to be sharing, yeah, a little bit about yeah, jobs. I we said work no. With this is this is more than that. This is let's be vulnerable. Let's talk about things that maybe we. Uh, one of my questions actually is vulnerable for both of us, but we'll get to that later. And I wasn't going to let him see questions beforehand, but I figured he might cry and throw a fit if I well, did Well, beforehand, that. I just sat down for an interview and you put him in front of me. I didn't really get time to prepare <laughs> for him. It's not like it matters. That's what I like. I want it to be candid, dude. And I don't want you sitting on the fence. Ben likes to sit on the fence and he claims he doesn't, but he does. Oh, jeez. Steve doesn't understand what it's like to be political. You have to be one side or the other. I don't believe in being politically correct. I feel that even if you have an opinion, you can express it and still politely let someone know that you disagree with them. Others, you don't politely let them know. You just tell them they're morons. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, you're not. (laughs) That will be one of the answers to my questions that I see you have asked here. What's one thing I could should could, uh, change about you? Come on, save it, save it, save save it. it. So we usually ask the people that we have on some icebreaker questions. So Ben's going to get the same ones. What's one goal you'd like to accomplish in your lifetime, Mr. Ben? What's funny is I was trying to remember what these icebreaker questions were this morning so I could mentally prepare for them. I didn't take the time to go look them up. So now I'm like, oh, great. Um, I think since I was a young kid, one thing I've always wanted to accomplish, which is somewhat satisfied through being a uh, financial advisor, is I really have an entrepreneurial spirit. So I've always wanted to start a business. And I'm realizing more and more that my reasoning for that is I want to see my vision come through in something like a business. So it's like I want to be the guy who is able to see my vision through to existence and craft it into something because it just brings some weird amount of satisfaction to me. So I would love to uh, start a business someday. And, uh, and then I also have the vision of having my kids involved in it and learning what it's like to run a company and to do the books and learn hard work and not just have everything handed to them. <laughs> That's cool. I like that. If they made a movie about your life... What would it be about, and which actor would you want to play you? This is kind of funny, because it seems like the paradox between these two is going to be totally off. But I would 
I mean, we all say this. I think every one of the answers to this question so far has been like, well, I would hope. (laughs) It's like, I would hope that the movie would be about the balance of trying to push yourself beyond just being average. Because I think I've shared with you, Stephen, and I'll just say it now. It's like my biggest fear in life, and it sounds lame when you say it, but it's like my biggest fear in life is uh, going through life and being average, never being better than mediocre, uh, which would really suck. (laughs) That would be really bad. And uh, so I I would hope it is the balance between pushing yourself beyond what you think you're capable of doing and beyond being average to have a positive impact in the world, but also the balance of having fun and not taking yourself too seriously. I mean, people that know me, I think they know that uh, when it's business time, I'm very straightforward. I'm very very business-minded, but then when it's fun time, I can be a goofball and have a good time. And then the person who would play it, a lot of people tell me... Uh, I look like Will Ferrell, <laughs> so I'm not sure if you saw that one coming. <laughs> Maybe Will Ferrell. So does that mean that John C. Riley needs to play your brother? <laughs> it could be like a stepbrothers remake. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? <laughs> I don't see the Will Ferrell thing. Although yeah, you do wear know. terrible pants like he does. <laughs> He's wearing My the pink pants again ones. and clown socks. So what was your dream job as a as a wee lad? As a wee lad, I, it's funny, just yet, uh, over the weekend I was having, uh, we had friends out to the lake, so we were chatting about it, and he, he was asking me about farming. It's like, as a kid, I remember middle school wanting to be a farmer. It sounds really funny. Uh, but I, I, I can't I'm, imagine you getting your hands As dirty. I wear my salmon-colored pants today, mm-hmm. it's like, I actually, there's a side of me that is very country, and there's a side of me that's very hipster uh, city slicker. I mean, maybe not totally uh, you know, hippie. He has a truck thing, that's but, never been off-road, a new one, by the way. I do, I do, and it uh, has been off-road, at least on a dirt road, going to the lake. <laughs> I've only had it for a week, so give me a break. <laughs> but so a dream job, uh, I don't know if I've ever had a, a true dream job. Like I was just sharing, it's like my dream job has always kind of been when I think back to it, like creating a vision, creating something, and seeing it through to fruition, and having that be have a positive impact in people's lives. I mean, that really is where I'm figuring out. I drive a lot of satisfaction from is getting to create something see it through to fruition and having that kind of be a legacy all right i threw in a couple of uh, oh. sneaky icebreaker questions what was your most embarrassing childhood memory i can think of a time in fifth grade i was chubby er <laughs> you get away from me <laughs> I, I knew <laughs> you were mid-drink so if, I, I if i hadn't had to move closer to the microphone i was going to get you i was i was chubbier <laughs> i had round glasses on and I was in Miss Cody's class, and uh, I got sick. <laughs> so I was sitting at my desk learning, and just think of, uh, so I stand up during the middle of the lesson, and I'm at the far side of the classroom, and I'm trying to get to the bathroom, trying to get to the garbage can, actually. And I'm like, I'm going to throw up. So I stand up in the middle of the class, and I cover my mouth. If you could see me, basically, it's like your hand's totally like over your mouth, but up and down, not side to side. And I'm walking down the aisle with my hand covering my mouth, and all of a sudden I puke, and my mouth is my hand covers it, and it shoots out both sides <laughs> of my hand and hits kids as I'm walking down the aisle. <laughs> it was terrible. And then I had to come back basically, and then I made it. I mean, after the the kids on the aisle got hit with my puke that I was covering, I made it to the garbage can with okay. what was left. Good. But that was pretty. That was pretty bad. And then you got to go back the next day to the class and be like, "So I'm sorry for puking on you guys." Don't apologize. 
I, I mean, you got in the way. You didn't. <laughs> you, got, you got in the way of my puke. Yeah. All right. That, that was pretty embarrassing. Yeah. It is pretty embarrassing. So this one, I know what your answer is going to be because we already talked about it. But one book, one movie, and one album for the rest of your life. You can't have any others. What are they? Yeah, I know this is like when people ask me, like, what's your favorite band? Like, I've never had a favorite band. I've never had a favorite book, and I've never had a favorite movie. Though uh, that's awful. Your life is like devoid of meaning, Ben. <laughs> Thanks. Everybody needs a favorite book, a favorite album, and a favorite movie. And we need no. to work on getting you one of each. Okay, we'll work on that. We could talk about that in our accountability podcast. No, for real. Like, <laughs> Have you seen Goonies? Have you seen like Stand By Me, all these 80s and 90s classics? One of mine was going to be Tommy Boy, as far as movies go, that's up there for me. I love there you Tommy go. Tommy Boy. Good Tommy Boy, then. I don't Fat know man in a little coat. It's like you every day. I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. What's your favorite little <laughs> rascal? Spanky? And books. You, you told me that you don't read much, which um, no, I, actually I was surprised. Read. Magazines or books? Or? Oh, books. Cool. Yeah, so. but all the books that I read are usually pretty... I don't read novels. Yeah, me either. Part. It's usually all kind of self-help books or business-minded So what? what's books. the best self-help book you've read then? Oh, gosh. The best self-help book? You know, I really... Uh, I've read... A couple books twice, just because I enjoyed them. Uh, one of them was the Four Hour Work Week. Read that one twice. Tim Ferriss. Yep, I believe that's it. I was. shouldn't say this because we're in the podcast game, and I don't like ripping on people. But his podcast bore me to tears. <laughs> the guy is so detail oriented, and his books are the same. Really, I, I could show I've you on my to phone. His podcast. But no, the Four Hour Work Week, I enjoyed. I don't think that was super detail oriented. I've started so many of his podcasts because the guests are phenomenal. He had LeBron James on. Yeah. And I was bored really? by the end of it. And the reason being, he researches to the nth degree. And then when he he, he half tells a story and asks them to finish it. And it's like, why'd you do that? Why don't you shut up and let them talk? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, his podcasts are like, they're three hours long. Some of them, two and a half hours wow. long. And it's like, wow. yeah, I don't mind doing two sittings for a podcast, but I don't do them for that long. Uh, yeah, another but, book that I've read a couple times, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Dale Carnegie, obviously. Dale Carnegie, yeah. Super... Yeah famous book have you done uh, napoleon hill and people like that as well uh i started to read napoleon hill and i just didn't finish it it was a little too boring for me yeah and then i know some people are going to shoot me for that and then uh rich dad poor dad i've read that a couple times as well and, and cool. really liked that there's a concept there i remember that stuck with me that kind of shaped how i think about a lot of stuff too is uh i think it was, it's robert kiyosaki right yeah robert kiyosaki wanted a boat slip a place to keep his boat or he was telling the story of somebody who wanted a place to keep their boat you know because i know he uses other people's mm -hmm. stories in his books as well they were looking for a boat slip so what they did is they bought a lake house that they rent out which cash flows and they kept the boat slip for themselves right and that concept i just loved because i'm like how ingenious like you got your boat slip but you also have somebody paying down the debt on a on a property it's like and you got what you wanted you didn't have to pay for it I, I yeah. love strategizing on things like that too. That's probably why I like my well, job, right? It's yeah. all about strategy and finance and how do you get stuff and get them, get it, get it worked out to get their goals. But. Well, I'm actually glad I know what kind of books you like now because I basically have tons of those kind of books at home, and you're welcome to borrow and read any of them. I just like I got a library at home too. You, you and I um, probably swap books. Yeah, and I do a lot of audio books as well, just because I can multitask. I, I don't really, and this is an awful thing to say. I don't really have or want to have the time to sit down and read for long spells mm, see i like that i feel like i get bored i want to be doing something active and i can do something active and listen to a book as nice. opposed to read it nice. but well we got some good answers there considering you didn't think you were going to be able to answer that one ben well um, i didn't well yeah i mean did. i didn't you, you named four books dude 
the album we'll get to, I know you're not really uh, an artist person. You're kind of like, you well, listen genre. to a song and you yeah. know it, but you don't really. So we're going to get into the uh, the difficult questions now. If tomorrow you couldn't be in finance anymore, what career path do you think you'd go down? So I think a lot of what my decision would come down to is based on opportunity, right? Because it's like, depending on what opportunities arise is probably the direction I'd go, especially after having uh, a child and responsibility that comes along with that. So if I was a single dude, my answer might be a little different than it is now. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd like to say, you know, it's like, oh, if I was... I'd just start a business and there's definitely part of me that probably would still do that uh, but in addition it would be something that you know if I had to have a paycheck tomorrow type thing it would be I'm going to go find a job at a bank or I'm going to go find a job in insurance or I'm going to go f- find a job working for another financial advisor and, and working for him or something like that like I would just go find a job to provide for my family right mm-hmm. like, so there's always that where it's like you just do whatever you remember you do. can't work in finance okay so I'd be <laughs> <laughs> I'd be. I'd just find a job. I mean, if it, if I had to find a job to provide for my family, I'd just find a job and I would do it. Right. Yeah. Um, if I had the luxury of deciding what I was going to do and, and pay didn't come into it, I mean, I would be chasing down trying to start businesses all over the place too. It's like in the hard part is uh, I. I was talking with our, our buddy Travis Pop at lunch today. Actually, it's like I have this business idea, and and he's much uh, more detail oriented than I am. I'm very big picture yeah as funny as that like I, I like to take a big picture like I said the idea pit guy right like and see mm-hmm. my vision through and but I need people to come alongside me that have really good gifts and talents that I don't have that I have a really hard time uh, focusing my myself and uh, you need the negative people so to speak not necessarily negative but more the grounded people that are like okay that's yeah. a great idea but here's the four or five steps we have to take uh, before the we accounting get thing is like I understand how to read a P&L statement and I see the bigger picture and how that reflects on a macro level right but i need the accountant even though my degree is in accounting i need the person to do the numbers and the nitty-gritty because i don't like that stuff i guess i never really thought about travis like that either i'm sorry we're talking about you travis we know you listen to this yeah yeah i see that i could see that travis is detail oriented he's he's a he's a guy that would throw a wrench in the works without realizing he was throwing a wrench in the works because he he would point something out that you just hadn't thought absolutely so some of the ideas as far as like if i was going to start something tomorrow uh, and maybe, I mean, who knows, in a year from now, we, we could all be sitting here going like, wow, that actually came to fruition was I was talking with Travis. Like there's two things in particular I've been noodling over the past month or two. One of which, and by the way, I'll preface this with, I don't plan on leaving finance. So these would be ancillary in addition to things, just things that I'm passionate about that I think would be yeah, cool. Yeah, don't, don't pull your accounts from Ben. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. It's like, if anything, this is going to add to my education base that'll help my clients, right? Is uh, up where we live, up in the five mile area, there's no... Take this with a grain of salt if you're up there. There's no good coffee shops to go and sit down at and enjoy a good scone and a good cup of coffee, right? There's just nowhere to go. And so uh, Petit Chat, I guess, is actually pretty good. They're, they're, they're very legit, but they're not in Five Mile. They're just a little further north up by Whitworth. So it's like in our particular area, I'd love to have something like that. And then the other thing I was thinking of as we record this from a co-working space, in northern Spokane, there is no co-working spaces, and there's a lot of people that work from home up there. Are you sure? Yep. <laughs> hmm. Might have to check that. Are you, if you can, if you find the stats, let me know, please. I know the Spokane Library has a spot up there, and I think they that have a co-working space in there. They do. Yeah. 
Uh, well, on the north side, yeah, but nobody wants to go to the library for a co-working space. The co-working space at the library downtown is phenomenal. Have you been in there? I have. Where the bond, yeah. Where the uh, but Bloomberg so terminal is. I thought about something like that that's a little more unique. Like I said, these are just concepts, things that I talk about with people, and we'll see if any of them come to fruition. Nice. All right, so you have $1 million. You cannot invest it in the market in any way. No mutual funds, no single stock. How do you make it grow? So if I had a million dollars, I was telling Stephen, I'd probably split it, honestly. So I'd probably leverage up a quarter million or half a million of it on real estate, meaning I'd use that quarter million or half a million as a down payment on some type of income-producing property, uh, be it uh, commercial property with uh, multiple spaces, multiple units, or even uh, a multifamily, an apartment building with uh, multiple units. So... Uh, look for something with great cash flow that would pay down the debt on it and put some money into the coffers afterwards to pay for any ancillary things that come up, but also uh, obviously pay me for the amount of debt and liability that I'd be taking on with that. And then with the remaining three quarters of a million or half a million, I would probably uh, invest it in, in businesses. So again, be that down payment on the purchase of a business or uh, venture capital into multiple different uh I mean, we, Spokane has a lot of really cool startups coming out. I mean, yeah, we do. in the tech space, in the manufacturing space, in the 3D printing sp- I mean, pick your yeah. space. Spokane has it. Between, I mean, and Coeur d'Alene. I mean, have you been out to Coeur d'Alene lately? Yep. Some of the things that are happening out there in the tech uh, startup space are amazing. I know, like, 3D composite or continuous composites with Tyler Alvarado. They do 3D printing of fiber. He's in Europe right now speaking on, on their processes. So there's some really cool stuff. Yeah, and on that, if you're interested in knowing what's going on in the industrial space, we have a buddy who does a podcast called Irons in the Fire here in Spokane. Is it James Croce? Is that his last name? Yeah, Croce. I I couldn't think of the couldn't think of how to say the last name. J C I. But yeah, it's called Irons in the Fire, and he's he's at everybody from Mayor Condon to some of the local industry leaders and manufacturing on with cross laminated timbers. Yep. And we consulted with him a little bit before we did our first few recordings. Yeah, and really cool, cool guy. Yeah, Good check stuff. it out. All right, so Ben, let's talk about some inspirations. Uh, can you talk about a company that you admire? And tell me what draws you to them, why you think they're cool, what you think might be next for them, things like that. I think some of the companies that I admire are also some of the people that I admire. And I see, obviously, you have another question mm-hmm. down here that kind of, so this might tie in and with that's some coming of the people next, yep. uh, that I admire too, actually. Uh, so one of them we actually interviewed, Tyler Lafferty, and it's, and it's what I like about Tyler. And so Tyler owns again. If you didn't listen to that podcast, seven two and fourteen four, their biggest ones. I won't, and then a couple other uh, smaller companies as well. But uh, is his heart for his employees really? Uh, I mean, just a dude. And I've spent Tyler and I are on a board together, so I've spent you know five hours in a truck one way with Tyler, just talking about life, talking about what it's like running a company, why he started to start his company, and uh, some of the risks that they took with that. And just really respect what they're doing over there in terms of how they take care of their employees. Um, Yeah, I mean, just everything they do from an HR standpoint, I I really enjoy. Another one would be, uh, uh, and some people I know are not fans of people that are young and successful, but Jordan Tampion, when... Him and I get beers uh, frequently and chat about what's going on in his life, what they're doing with the company, where they're at. What I love about Jordan is the fact that, you know, he's just taking risks. And uh, that's more than a lot of people, I think, are willing to do. 
So, I mean, Jordan took a risk. Jordan wrote a book. What's the company? Just four degrees. Yep. Yeah, yeah, four, four degrees. degrees real estate. Yeah, four degrees real estate. Sorry if I didn't say that. But so love what he's doing over there. Love the fact that he takes a risk. And he's the type of guy that just invigorates me after having a beer with him, too. Because it's just like, man, Jordan, you're doing it. And I think to some degree, because he's doing some of the things that I want to do in terms of starting businesses, right? Uh, and so that. And then uh, my parents have always been people that I've admired, too. Just, you know, they started their company 30 years ago. So it's been around 30 plus years ago. It's been around longer than I have. So Clint Hosmer. It's a graphic design, telecommunications, marketing firm. So they've done a good amount of the brands, uh, the brand creation for a lot of the local kind of mid-level corporations in Spokane. And so uh, that was the world I grew up in. So seeing my parents uh, deal with uh, both their marriage through business and business through marriage uh, is interesting. But then uh, also just how they care for their employees too. I, I think a lot of what I admire about people is how they take care of people. And uh, the risks that they'll take to be able to create something and see their vision through. Yeah. Well, Richard Branson says your your customers aren't the most important people. Your people are your most important people. Yeah. Um, So Ben actually answered two questions in one there. I didn't ask the three most influential or inspirational people professionally, but he went from the the companies that he liked to the three people that he liked. So um, just wanted you guys to know that even though he went off on a tangent, I let it go. Oh, did you? That's so yeah, kind of you. I allowed it. Yeah. <laughs> Another one, honestly, is that I've always appreciated is Kristen Goff. So I grew up next to, to them. And I uh, don't get to connect with them or learn from them as much, but I'd love to. So, Kristen, if you actually listen to this, I'd love to interview you more <laughs> sometime. It'd be fun. But they own Wendell Motors. So she grew yep. up as Kristen Wendell. She's great. Yeah. Married uh, Shane, her husband. Good guy. But honestly, it's like. I've talked to multiple salespeople up there. They all have great respect for Kristen and Shane and what they do. Didn't and you just buy a truck from them? I did just buy a truck from them, and that's not a plug. It's not that. It's like, if anything, they should be paying me for that plug, right? Yeah. But you can just tell they're people that care. And it's funny how I'm noticing as I'm saying this, a lot of this of what I admire about people is that they just really care about their team and their employees, and they invest back into them. Uh, I just feel that's really important and it's evident that it works because all those people i mentioned are, have incredibly successful uh businesses in their in what they're doing their you know their class of business mm-hmm. if you think about it too that's great i, I love think, that i think Kristen told me one time that wendell actually this is public information is the second largest uh taxpayer in the county interesting so, it's like, so they're incredibly successful company and uh, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what she said. Either way, obviously a, a, a great dealership and, and good people that really care about their team. At this point in time, I'd like to put a disclaimer in. Everything that Ben says is his own opinion. Please <laughs> don't fire him, sue me, or anything else. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Why would we get sued for that? I'm just saying. Get sued for admiration now? Any No stock market tips, nothing. This has to go through compliance. Correct. <laughs> I, d- I meant to do that at the start. I was giggling about it because Ben talked about compliance if we were interviewing him, but I don't think we've got anything in here we need to worry hey, about. Yeah, as long as I don't go say the word guaranteed on anything, we're good. I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> that I can't guarantee you a return. No George Foreman guarantees here. Yeah, no George Foreman. All right, so... Leave that to the insurance salesman. This one is probably 
one of the most difficult questions, Ben, and I want nope. I want you to focus on this. And if you need a minute to think about it, that's fine too. Do you think you compromise who you really are when you're doing your job? And what's the difference between Ben at home and Ben with a client? I like it. Uh, and I'll answer now because I know what my answer is going to be. It's like, no, I don't compromise any of my you know qualities at work. And that's what I love about where I work, right? Because mm-hmm. in finance, you can totally compromise your morals if you're working at a place that, uh, for example, so some of the big wirehouses, they own investment companies as well, right? And so if you are the advisor, you get paid more sometimes for selling the investments of the investment company that you work for. Despite like, the track a, record. Despite the track record or the ranking or anything. Tell me that's not a conflict of interest. So what I really love about 10 Capital is the fact it's like 100% independent. We don't own any platforms that we are going to use. We don't own any mutual fund, index fund, stocks, anything like that, that we are going to get paid more. It's like we get paid in one way. That's a percentage of assets, and we're held with fiduciary standard, meaning we have to do legally what's in the best interest of the client. So uh, I don't feel that I have to compromise my morals, and that's something that I really love uh, about it. I asked if you compromise who you are, not your morals. <laughs> my morals are who I but am. I love it. I love it. Look <laughs> at you. So yeah, the difference. Who are be- you without morals, Stephen? What's the difference between Ben at home and Ben with a client? Uh, been at home and been with a client or been at work in general. So I think I yeah. even alluded to it a little bit is like there's definitely work, Ben, and then there's fun, Ben, right? It's like if we start talking about money and we start talking about people's goals and, and, and putting those down on paper and doing what I do for a living, you know, doing financial planning, uh, I'm a lot more serious than that. I'll definitely have a goofy streak every once in a while too, and that's just who I am, and that comes out. And I think that's why some of my clients like me and it resonates with, with them is, you mm-hmm. know, I'm just real with them but i mean i'm definitely more serious at the office than i am at home i mean all of my friends know it's like i'm a goofy dude when we're out uh i'll say goofy things i'll spontaneously turn on music and have a dance party it uh i used to do that actually at my old employer too we'd have spontaneous dance parties just sometimes i just feel the need to break the monotony of life and do something fun and something different uh i mean it's true why not you know i like it but uh no, I, I would say it's just the seriousness. I mean, if I'm in a very stressful time at work or in life, uh, I say I'm the same person and that stressed out Ben that is quiet and doesn't want to talk as, as much at home or doesn't want to do a whole lot. But uh, if I'm you know in my element, which is surrounded by people I love, having a good time, and uh, we're all just enjoying each other's company, like I'm totally fun, loose, <laughs> a little different than I probably am at work sometimes. Mm-hmm. All right, so this this question was... Um, Good, bad, or indifferent with that one. <laughs> so what I'm about to ask was, I was thinking about this after we were all at the casino. So there was four of us at the casino, right? Oh, man, yeah. And wait, four? One, two? Yeah, four of us. And um, we laughed. I don't know that I've laughed that hard in years to where our abs hurt, our sides hurt. Was it five? Yeah. Me. Counting you. Okay, me. Yeah, yeah. There was I was four like, of us. Wait, there was more than that. Um, so there was five of us, and we laughed a lot. But you could probably oh, not so find funny. five individuals that, on a personal, professional, and just every level, are more different. True. I'm, <laughs> it got me Actually, thinking, a- like aesthetically, like yeah, the way we look, everything, the way, yeah. like how, how, like wives and what they do, and how, like, just collectively, like we are. A, if you took a picture of the five of us on a normal day and put it just nobody would believe that we were all close right yeah 
what three traits do you hold above all else when you're choosing friends? And it might even be subconscious, but I'm I'm kind of yeah. No, good question. <laughs> it uh, that's a good question, and I think, uh, and I'm not sure how to like what this word would be. You know, there's that line of like it's like go where you're wanted too, mm-hmm. and it's it's not that I don't feel like these people necessarily want to hang out with me, but we've had friends in the past where we're the initiator all the time, right? It's like, and I. You might not know this about me, but it's like I'm pretty intentional with people. Like Lauren and I will be sitting there on the weekend. It's like, hey, we haven't seen so and so in a while. Let's get something scheduled with them, even if it's a month out. Like we literally just scheduled something a month out with a friend because that's when it could ha- work, right? But this friend also reaches out to us a lot and mm-hmm. is very intense. So those people that make it easy to be their friends, I also accessibility, yeah, accessibility, right? Because I have a lot of friends where it's like you're making this difficult to be your friend. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to be a friend to you. But take the hint, Ben. It's like, take the hint. Not get, yeah, and after a while, <laughs> I do. It's like fine, you know. I'll be here when you need me. Reach out, but I'm not going to be the one initiate. It's been five years of me initiating, right? Yeah. So that's out there. That's always been. Sorry, that was my watch hitting the table. That's heavy. Boom. <laughs> it's, 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 it's that Rolex, Walmart Rolex. Yeah. So that, but also uh, someone who doesn't take themselves too seriously. I am. Like when I'm with friends and I'm wanting to have a good time, I don't want to think about the stress of life and work, uh-huh. uh, and and I don't want to think about someone who takes themselves too seriously. So it's like, well, if we're out having a beer, it's like you and me do a good job of this too. It's like let's just have a good time and let's just be who we are, and you, you can kind of let your inhibitions down a little bit. You can let your wall down. You don't mm-hmm. have to feel like you try to impress anybody. Yep. So it's just those people that I'm around that I feel like I don't have to impress you. I don't have to try and put up some a, a wall of somebody I'm not like. You're not going to care if I say something silly or stupid. You're not going to hold it against me later on. Just make fun of you for it. Which is fine, <laughs> right? And I'll take it. And it's like, and that's who you are. And you make fun of people all the time. That'll come down to that question later on. In a fun way, though. It's not like mean-spirited. It depends on the day. But, <laughs> I mean, everybody says loyalty, right? It's like you want friends that are loyal to you. But I think that comes back to the first one kind of in a way, too. Because yeah. that's kind of... You know, if they're showing initiative that they want to be your friend too, uh, I think I think that's really important. Yeah, I love it. So uh, I think as well on the loyalty thing. I guess that was only two. No, you talked three Did things. I? Okay. You talked about accessibility. You talked about wanting to like making it um, uh, actually taking the initiative as well. And then yes, yeah, so we'll call it three, whatever. Okay. But um, <laughs> on the loyalty thing, one of my friends actually said. I was over at his house. It's got to be six months, maybe mm-hmm. eight months ago. And I, I mean, he and I can go months without seeing each other. It's Kenny. He's, he's a local mm-hmm. soccer mm-hmm. coach and um, at the community college. He's also a, an age, a, a professor up there. And I know Ben's met him, but we can go two, three months without seeing each other. He called me on Friday and we caught up on the phone. But I think a lot of people are confused as to how we still consider each other to be close, even though we can go two months without even talking and just pick up where we left off. But it was funny because, like I said, about six or eight months ago, he actually told his daughter, who's just turned 10, his son's 13, and kind of pulled him in the room and he's like, um, but he pulled him in the room and he said, hey, if you guys ever need anything and I'm not around or whatever, he's like, you know, you can reach out to Steve and he'll always be there. And then after, I was like, hey, what was that all about? And he's like, I just know if I called you at two in the morning, you'd be there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And I think there's a lot to be said for that, right, totally. when it comes to friends. Totally. A couple more. Because I didn't realize, geez, we're 30 minutes in, Ben. How did we talk for 30 minutes about you? You're not even that interesting. I know. I'm surprised myself. 
There's so, that sign we were talking about where you like to make fun of people. We're about four months into this little ordinary to extraordinary journey where we're working on health, fitness, and business and everything else. I want you to talk to me about some of the correlations you've found between health and professional life. Between health and professional life? Uh, <laughs> they're both difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, you know, I said that's just something I'm figuring out with life. It's the, your children, your finances, working out, anything business, worth doing, right? Any, yeah, is difficult, really. And so, uh, I mean, with health and getting to the gym, I think I alluded to it in our accountability podcast, which should be released before this one. Uh, you struggle at times, and part of it, and it's just going through the actions, right? It's like even when you don't want to, I think forcing yourself to go through the actions and to keep that routine going is really what. Uh, is going to be helpful. Um, so that and, and there's a strong correlation between that in healthcare and uh, working out at least. Like, hey, Ben, just show up. And I tell myself, this is me speaking to myself, by the way. So I'm not just referring to myself in the third person. It's like, Ben, show up <laughs> at the gym or get on the elliptical and just just walk, run, do what you can do. Just do what you can do and just do something. And that's the same in business a lot of time. It's like, man. You got a list of people you're supposed to call to get a to you know get a meeting scheduled. It's like call one, like just call one, or just pick up the phone, call your mom, <laughs> call somebody, and just start right. Because it's like so funny. It's like once you get to the gym and you get on the elliptical, you start to push yourself a little more, or you you start lifting just the barbell. <laughs> it's like ah, okay, fine. I'll put some weight on it, right? I'll put some weight on it. It's funny what you actually accomplished and can convince yourself to do both in health and in business after you just show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that's been a strong, uh, strong correlation for me to see that. And uh, yeah, it's been fun. I mean, it's definitely weeks that are tough and I'm tired and uh, I need a break, but that's, and that's also, I guess, in health and, uh, and in business. And, you know, and one thing I learned in, in business is I, uh, I don't do as much as I should is I need to take intentional breaks. Uh, so I, at one point I was doing one day a quarter, I would take off and I'd go on an adventure. And part of that adventure was uh, getting outside with a buddy and it was just finding your center again, right? It's like, I'm gonna get outside, I'm just gonna have a day where I can just let my mind run, I wanna dream uh, about what my, I want my life to look like and I'm just outside having a good time. And uh, that's something that I, I need to, to do more and I think in health as well it's like because going through the actions is great showing up is great but also you got to have a direction for those actions and making sure that your actions are going in the right direction so sometimes stopping outside of the or stepping outside of the routine to find am I going in the direction that I actually want to go hmm. and then reevaluating and centering again yeah well good answers I'm excited about this one and I want to quantify why I'm excited about it one of my most endearing qualities i feel and also one of my worst qualities <laughs> is my absolute candor when someone asks me a question and we alluded to this a little bit earlier i do not sit on the fence i do not beat around the bush i'm a hundred percent i say what i like what i don't like what i change what i keep the same mm-hmm. and i'm not doing it to be mean or, or nasty I just, you know, I appreciate when people are candid with me. So this question is for Ben, but I think I'm going to benefit from it. So Uh if you could change one thing about me, Ben, what would it be? Oh, geez. (laughs) One? (laughs) Only one? 
<laughs> you can make a laundry list if yeah, you want. Only one thing. I thought I was the one that was an asshole sometimes. You are. <laughs> That's what we would change, Stephen. There you go. Yeah. Uh, one thing about you, t- to your point though, of sitting on the fence. So, Stephen thinks that I sit on the fence. <laughs> And let's just address this now. <laughs> I told him he doesn't know the difference between having an opinion and being political about it and just thinking your way is the only way. So sometimes I think seeing other people's viewpoints you struggle with. Uh, and I think it would benefit you to sometimes say, okay, is there the f- potential that maybe my viewpoint is not necessarily wrong, but different from someone else's, and you could see the validity into the re- like their reasoning and why they believe something. And I, I know you don't want to do that a lot of the time, but I think it may benefit you to step down sometimes, pick your battles of the things that actually matter, and decide where you want to expend your energy, and then sometimes just realize it's like, you know what? I could see how somebody could think that and I can respect them for that, and that's fine. I don't agree with them. Like I said with a particular topic, it's like I don't necessarily agree that they're doing that, but I could see why uh, the opposing party would want that. I think it broadens who you are as a person. Agreed. I would say I usually always speak my mind. Uh, There's not much that I don't speak my mind about, which sometimes has gotten me in trouble. But also, if somebody wants to challenge it, I can usually see their way of thinking too, which is probably why I'd make a terrible... Uh, or a great politician, I'm not sure. He'd which. be a great politician. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not the skeezy type, I hasten to add. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't be a good politician unless people truly wanted to know where I stood on everything, and I don't yeah. think... From a moral standpoint, though, I, I mean, my morals are what my morals are, and I'll be honest, they're fairly conservative compared mm-hmm. to most, right? Uh, I guess most now, it seems like. so, And I wouldn't bend much on what I believe to be yeah. a moral, upright thing. Yeah, and I think I, I would like to come back just a little bit Ooh. to what you said. I do know that I can seem bullheaded at times, and I'm very, very opinionated. My problem is that a lot of people don't argue logic. A lot of people argue emotion, and when you have logic and fact on your side, I don't think that it's, it's necessarily... Ca- see, look, he's, he's doing it right now. I don't think it's necessarily <laughs> a prudent action to say I can see your point of view obviously they have a point of view based on something but when it's purely emotion as opposed to fact and logic they're not getting the time of day from me it's absolutely don't talk to me about that unless you're going to go away I do your research and come back and chat you and I just spoke about that. oh I know exactly what you're talking about and but you would not no... give me an opinion until I pushed you on it until I absolutely nailed you to the wall on it <laughs> but, but I gave you an opinion and for one of the, part of that is the position that I'm in with that particular organization, right? Yeah, but as soon it's as you like, told me I'm your opinion, public as soon position. as you told me what the opinion was, I said, now I respect you more rather than the nonsense where you, you were still saying. still told me even after that, you're like, you need to get off the fence. I'm like, no. No, once you, keep, once you said I would have preferred it to be X or Y, we're not going to talk about what yeah, this is no. because we don't want to get in trouble or end up with... Um, Hate mail. Yeah. <laughs> So far, it's been positive for the yeah. most part. Yeah. But um, once you said X or Y, I had way more respect for you because you weren't saying, well, I understand why such and such is doing this. And it's like, okay, I understand why they're doing it. They've been getting shit for it for years. Yep. 
So, but I'm saying, would you have preferred it to be like this, or would you have preferred it and to I be like this? I will tell you what I what I think, but but it took like four times asking you for you to do it. Well, you That's never, why you I never said you sat on the fence. <laughs> you just said I don't I don't want it to be this way. I'm like, well, I yeah. can see why they want it to be the other way, but yeah. So um, I want to thank Ben. I'm actually very very pleased with how he handled some of these questions, <laughs> considering he saw them five minutes before we. We recorded it. Yeah, and that was fun. We're going to do this with me as well. And now that Ben kind of knows what I did, I'm really intrigued to see what he comes up with for me. It's going to be a good time, folks. <laughs> and nothing's off limits. He says that with hesitation. <laughs> Nothing is off limits. Still stutter. But I will ask that you stay away from relationships as much as heavenly possible. Actually, I'm going to bring a special guest in for this interview. Oh, all right. Miss M. No, I'm joking. Hey, if you want to, that's fine. I'm not bringing anybody in. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for tuning in. We hope that this gives you a little insight into Ben, um, yeah. more so than just us gibbering the way we normally do. And I want to know if anybody else has questions about me or anything like that, send them in. I want to know what questions people have. Yeah, we can do this on the Instagram as well. You know, we can set up questions and tell people to ask like us it. stuff. Oh, it's got like a little is. We can, that would be fun. Yeah, if anybody actually follows us. I mean, we're only at like 200 or something. Yeah, we're a sad amount of followers. Would you like us, please, on Instagram? Make us feel better about ourselves. Yeah, we need this. We need help. Our self-worth is just... What's that movie? <laughs> help me, I'm poor. Help <laughs> me, I'm, I'm poor in Instagram followers. Yeah. So uh, thanks for listening. Um, until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. Rise up, ting, ting, like glitter